0: I am Marie Shadows, your host and you are listening to the Square Circle podcast the best podcast you ever heard Welcome to the Square Circle podcast. I am your host Marie Shadows, joined by Jill. Unfortunately, epic won't be with us. he's currently streaming some Dead by daylight. Um, well, it'll just be me and Jill uh, giving you guys our opinions on professional wrestling. Uh, here is a few updates for you guys to know. Um Square Circle Podcast is now on castbox.fm. Uh all six episodes and this episode will be on there as well. You guys can listen to everything that we have to say. Um and we updated our anchor profile. So catch us on Spotify, catch us on Apple Podcasts and other uh streaming podcast platforms. Uh we are currently on DLive. DLive is a cryptocurrency uh streaming platform that allows you to stream whatever you want and whatever you wish. Um we just have an overall great community here um and stuff like that. Uh so let's just get right into it. Um the first thing I do want to do is uh give uh, my condolences to Matt Trav Matt Travis. I was gonna say Travis but it's Travis. I can't believe I messed that up. Um, to give our condolences to Matt Travis for um the horrific car crash that he was in not too long ago over the weekend. Uh he was a former member of uh House of Glory and places like BWF, like around the New York independent wrestling scene. Um my only fond memory of him was uh when I got to sit next to him. Uh and I really didn't say anything, but uh he had a lot of uh Hope in his eyes, Uh, you know, he always wanted to get better as a wrestler even uh, just overhearing his talks with his uh Tag partner, which I wasn't sure who it was at the time But uh, that's my memory of him just being right next to him Uh, So it's kind of sad that we lost another wrestler in our community
1: As tragic and our thoughts and prayers are with His family and that new woman within the wrestling community
0: Yep um Okay, uh I was going to tweet this out that I was live, just got hit with a bunch of notifications and stuff like that. Um So our next topic is that we're going to be covering WWE. Um I have said this before on Twitter and I've said it sometimes on the podcast that I had i really stopped watching WWE. All of my information comes from Twitter and whatever WWE posts up in little tiny clips and stuff like that. So that way you could probably watch it. Um, I did want to go right into Survivor Series, um, if that's fine with you, Gio. Fine. All right. So um, let me just type this out. Uh, this is going to be like a very impromptu, weird podcasting. But you know I have to do social media and all that
1: uh, gotta do what we gotta do
0: yeah so you've been you've been obviously keeping up with uh, all things like WWE right I have <laughs> so you're gonna have to educate me on like certain storylines because I've written down the WWE survivor series match card um, and so, we're just going to go down it. So the same way that we did the AEW full gear to give, like, your prediction and whatnot, I guess we're going to do that. It's going to be me and you. So okay. the first one is the Universal Championship match, which is The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. You're going to have to give me some backstory on that.
1: Okay, so this happened, I would say, last week. Sami Zayn has been trying to recruit Daniel Bryan. Huh?
0: I didn't say anything. Go ahead. I'm listening
1: to you. Oh. Oh, Sami Zayn has been trying to recruit Daniel Bryan to join him and Shinsuke Nakamura. And I would say Daniel Bryan didn't give a yes or a no. The Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. during the backstage segment, um, th- while they were talking, the lights flicker and The Fiend attacks Daniel Brian, while Sami Zayn just runs off, not helping Daniel Bryan. Fast forward to this week, they have another segment where Sami Zayn needed an answer as far as whether he wants to join them. He tried to persuade Daniel, like Shinsuke wants you in, Cesaro wants you in, I can help stick with us. And then Daniel Bryan said, Where were you when I got Attacked by the Fiend, and why didn't you help? And then Sammy's response was, I had to get Shen. Mm -hmm. And then Daniel Bryan told him that, I'm not going to join your group, but I know someone who can fit the bill, Braun Strowman. But what Sammy didn't know was that Braun Strowman was behind him Mm -hmm. while he was talking trash. There was a segment on the Miz TV with Daniel Bryan asking him, who is Daniel Bryan? Are you the Daniel Bryan who was the leader of the Yes Movement? Are you the new Daniel Bryan who's environmental science who mm-hmm. cares about the world? Daniel Bryan told him that Miss TV sucks, mm-hmm. and that what was interesting about that promo was Daniel Bryan said, "You don't you don't understand what it means to be passionate. These people don't understand." What it means to be the passion and the drive and maybe he might be washed up and maybe he might be I believe he used the term something with mental being I guess unstable and unpredictable.
0: Oh, okay. And that's
1: and the only person that understands that would be the fiend with Bray Wyatt, because we don't know if it's the fiend, we don't know if he's Bray Wyatt threes, and then uh Fire Funhouse appears, and then Daniel. The Fiend, well, Bray Wyatt was uh-huh. talking to Daniel Bryan, trying to get him to like, I want to fight. But, you know, Daniel, the,
0: Take Bray, time. Wyatt, cool.
1: Bray Wyatt, uh-huh. um, every, time he, every time the Fiend attacks someone, it's always someone that's done Bray wrong in his past.
0: Yeah, I noticed and, that, especially on Twitter. Um, he's been putting up a lot of pictures from the past. Um mm-hmm. uh I said I I noticed that um that he's been putting up a lot of pictures from the past on Twitter to like kind of
1: Huh? No, I said yes he has.
0: Oh, to kind of like rekindle certain storylines and I like that cuz sometimes I like storylines that kind of go roundabout like you know you plant the seeds, you know, 3 months ago and then all of a sudden this is why we're here type of thing. Yeah.
1: So that was interesting uh-huh. and he was he was trying to like and then Daniel Bryan was saying, if we're going to fight, it has to be for the WWE championship. He's like, Bray was like, okay, we can play, but you just have to say. And Daniel Bryan.
0: Wait, um, I think now, you cut out when you said that. Uh, What does he have to say?
1: Bryan, Bray wanted Daniel Bryan to say that one word. Oh. Daniel Bryan got on the mic and said no. And then everyone from the funhouse was saying yes.
0: Oh. And he kept
1: saying no. Okay. And then, he was, and then he was like a back and forth. And then Bray Wyatt said yes. But in a strange, creepy, twisted yes. It was sort of like he was mocking Daniel Bryan from 2000 and I believe 3 when they were, like, in a feud because he was doing the yes chant. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: But it was more like a that. And that is where we have uh, the rivalry set for Survivor Series.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, do you think that that whole buildup um, was smooth, um, meaning that, like, you know, it should have happened or should we have replaced Daniel Bryan with somebody else?
1: Um, When you think about it, I like that it was, uh, I think the build up was smooth, but right now, who could you put The Fiend against that's, like, ready, or at least is higher up to, like, all right, these are what the
0: fans... Hello?
1: Yes. Can you oh. hear me?
0: Yeah, you sort of, uh, you were saying, the last thing I heard you say was, uh, these are what the fans...
1: Who would you have someone, who would you put against The Fiend that the fans would want to see at right now on the SmackDown roster? At the moment, I would say Daniel Bryan would be a good choice, considering that The Fiend attacked Daniel Bryan because of their past history.
0: Mm. That's true. If I had to give you an answer, I'm not sure because, um, you know, one of, one of the many of WWE's problem is that they created this character. They had Bray create the fiend and, you know, I love it. I understand what, what it's from. Um, I really enjoy the fact that they made something original, you know, with the help of like creative and stuff like that. But at the same time you introduce the world to this fiend character this entity that you know nothing about but you don't build another person to go against the fiend so this is like storytelling and story writing like one-on-one always make sure that your villain has either a hero Or maybe have an antagonist, because sometimes the the antagonist can turn around and end up being the hero towards the end of the story. But you need someone to, like, be almost on the same level as the Fiend. So that way you could get a good story, and it'll be a deep story, and it'll be like, well, you know, this is why we did this story, and this is the only person that, that could combat the Fiend. Um... If I had to tell you right, right off the top of my head, I'm not sure, because every other person in um, WWE is a regular human, you know, if that makes sense. Yes. Um, it Dan- does. Okay. Daniel Bryan is a regular human. Um, you know, at one point in his career, I was, you know, a huge fan of his. Now I'm just like, hey, it's is Daniel Bryan, you know he has the uh, WWE stamp on him. You know I enjoyed him more as an indie performer because you saw that passion that he has. He still has the same passion. I bet he does, but it's more toned down now than it was when he was striving to like be the best on in the indies. And that's what I really, really enjoyed about him. Like I loved the fact that he can go very technical. And I'm a huge fan of like technical wrestling because um, there's a story behind technical wrestling. But at the moment, Daniel Bryan is human. You have The Fiend. If you want to play into it, he's an entity. And I don't see where this is going. But then again, I will say it again. I haven't watched the product. Um, I will probably end up watching Survivor Series this Sunday, November 24th. Um, Now, who do you pick to win this match, Gio?
1: I am going to have to go with The Fiend, because he just won the championship, and I think that it would be way too soon to take the championship off of him. But if I had to pick a replacement, since we talked about it, um, I would go with Kane, because he is a supernatural being, and The Fiend did attack Kane. So my hope is that we will see a King versus Fiend uh, collision down the line, hopefully, if the mayor's not too busy.
0: Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Um, But, yeah, that totally makes sense. And um, I hope that the viewers that are listening can understand, like, why storytelling and why creative writers are very important in professional wrestling. Sure, you know, Twitter blew up about, like, you know, Wrestling is not taken as a serious sport. You know, wrestling is this, wrestling is that, just bad-mouthing wrestling. But you always need somebody to tell a good story. And it's a combination of, like, three different parties. And that's, you know, your wrestlers, which should be two, and then your writer, who should listen to them and try to work with their ideas, and they should work with your ideas to make a beautiful story. Um, That's totally, uh, you know... Uh, cool that Gio had brought up Kane because Kane is an entity he could probably still go um, you know to fight Bray Wyatt just to have a nice storytelling aspect to it because um, right now there's no really other person in WWE that has like a entity type feel a superhero type feel um, I do know that on Twitter like guys like Ricochet and um Mustafa Ali will sort of take to the incident and be like, you know, they're sort of superheroes and I applaud them for that, but um, Kane will be the only one that I would agree with you at the moment. Um, If anyone out there disagrees with uh, our pick, just leave us a comment. That's all we ask for. Um,
1: That's all you gotta do. If you disagree with us, let us know. If you think there would be someone else who can challenge
0: The Fiend, you can
1: that's fine.
0: Yeah. Um, I was also going to say that I will be picking the fiend as well to win the Keys of championship. Uh not only because uh he recently just became champion. Um I don't know what they would do if Daniel Bryan was champion. I really don't. I don't I don't know what else they could do with him. Uh
1: neutral. You say saying- I think he's neutral. Daniel Bryan I think he's neutral right now because he's not really doing the yes movement he's not really talking about the environment he's just he's just somewhere
0: where he's trying to find
1: he's trying to find who he is if he's not the leader of the yes movement if he's not calling himself the new Daniel Bryan he's I don't know redemption Daniel Bryan it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be interesting.
0: But if he, and I think I'll go ahead.
1: Think if uh, they're trying to get the fiend to be um, booed because he's been getting cheered every time he attacks someone. So I think that's why they have Daniel Bryan in the mix oh with him. God. This is just me.
0: But like, you know, I I can understand that and I can totally see WWE trying to do that only because like, you know, essentially you should be afraid of The Fiend. It's like when Mankind debuted and you didn't know who Mankind was and he was this guy in the corner ripping out his hair, saying some crazy shit and you're like, oh my God, I don't want nothing to do with Mankind. Like, let me get out of here. The Fiend should have that same type of, feeling when you see him but because there's the firefly funhouse and the split personality you're able to like both guys and it sort of like canceled each other out to where the fans love him because it's something unique and awesome uh to try to get the fans to boo the fiend i don't really think that's gonna happen especially if you put him against uh, daniel bryan because daniel bryan is supposed to be like I was going to say the love child, but that's not the phrase I want, but he's very lovable and that's what WWE wants to like market on and capitalize on is the fact that um, because he's lovable, because of that, he's marketable. So tell the fiend to attack him. Uh, Logically you should get booze, but no, that's not happening. Um, But yeah. Uh, I really don't see Daniel Bryan taking home the championship at Survivor Series at all because I don't really know what they're going to do with him. Um, I know nothing of what he's been doing. He he probably just might be filming Total Divas, and if that's what he's happy about, then, yeah, he could do that.
1: Total Bellas. I think he might oh, be on sorry, Total, Total
0: Bellas. Oh, sorry, Total Bellas. Uh, Total Bellas. See, I don't watch that either. And maybe we should do another podcast explaining why I don't watch... Total Divas slash Total Bellas, but I do love the Being the Elite series and, like, Sammy Guevara's uh, vlogs. And, yeah, you know. Maybe B-W. one day we should. Um, only because right, people can know why I like those things better than what WWE produced. Um, but that's for, like, okay. another time. Um,
1: future podcasts, future podcast.
0: Yeah. Uh, so the next... Uh, championship match is the WWE championship match Uh, it's Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio Uh, I can understand that this has an underdog type of feel Um, Mm. and I think the only reason why Rey's in here is because of his because wait who did he bring in he brought in King Velasquez right yes and And... King,
1: King Velasquez was defeated
0: yeah, I did not. I didn't watch that match from Saudi Arabia. Like I, I, I don't know. I just didn't. I was like, it's, it's it's cringy. Um. So, uh, enlighten me on why we're having Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio.
1: Okay, if we fast forward to what happened about maybe a month ago, uh-huh. Brock Lesnar, uh, arrived on Raw. He was the new, I believe. I think this was before he was the WWE Championship, and he was on Raw, and he pretty much attacked Ray Mysterio's son in the crowd, who was attending, watching as like a fan, really? and he attacked his son.
0: How yes, about, Dominic. It, how come wrestling both Twitter men tell me this? I feel betrayed oh, by that? wrestling Twitter. <laughs> oh man,
1: you got you gotta watch out. Um, he attacks, um, Dominic. Dominic. He could take some bumps. Oh, okay. But boy, did he! He went to Suplex City, oh
0: and my then God.
1: Ray tried. Yes, he, but you know, and then Ray tried to help um, his son, but that didn't work. And then Brock wasn't done, so he kept going, and then Ray just took a beating. They both took a beating, which explains why Ray's arm was in the sling.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I then saw that.
1: Brock Lesnar won the WWE Championship from Kofi Kingston, which was a very sad match to yeah, see. Uh, yeah,
0: that that shit was stupid. I'm saying it right now. That was stupid. Everyone knows that was stupid. That was a bad call. You should have like I, I tweeted it out that um, it's unfair that Seth Rollins gets to have like a good footing. Um, he gets to have a good, like, couple minutes in the ring with Brock Lesnar in order for him to, like, lose the belt at that time. And then Kofi gets what? Five fucking seconds? How does how does that make sense? Kofi worked his whole entire career to get beaten in a matter of seconds. And it's like, that's how you treat your champion? Like, no. Like, you should have let him fought, you know, take out the legs or whatever, and then realize, oh, shit. You know, I maybe today is not my day, and this is why I couldn't best Brock Lesnar you know? It's,
1: it's but, like, go
0: ahead. you know,
1: it's like Brock Lesnar. Okay. You're fighting Brock at five. You're done. But when you're the WWE champion representing SmackDown and you premiere at a new show, how does it, how does it look that you're the former champion, but you didn't really have your best match? And he probably could have had his best match had it been done that way. But Long story short, uh-huh. Ray, Ray comes out with King Velasquez. As Paul Heyman said, um, the ghost from Brock Lesnar's past from yeah. his UFC days. And he's pretty much avenging what happened to Ray and Dominic, which I believe is like his godfather in that angle. And that is why King Velasquez oh my God. was interjected into that feud which they could have done without the championship you, you didn't need the championship but okay
0: yeah but Paul Heyman
1: explained it too Paul Heyman explained why uh King Velasquez got the opportunity to fight Brock this week because Brock requested that so yeah that's why mm. that whole mess oh
0: my god oh that matches
1: yeah. that match is also a no holes bars yeah um artists.
0: I read that, and uh, I had wanted to bring up uh, Bubba Ray's uh, tweet. Um, he was saying that, like, uh, I'm gonna paraphrase it, but like, you know, the phrase "no hold, no hold barred," right? When he put it in like quotation marks, I was able to see it, and he was saying that it's so outdated that, like, you know, we should just stop using that and just be like "no dq," uh, only because it's like, uh, no move is really barred you could do whatever move you want because like if we really think about the phrase no hold barred that means like you know um actually no i think i'm i think i'm saying this all wrong and before i get heat on me i'm just gonna say that like he brought up an interesting thing for me to think about and i have to go back on twitter and find his freaking tweet but i really do think that they probably should just said no dq um i think makes sense
1: you can't get disqualified when if you use weapons, anything goes Yeah. Type of thing.
0: Um, I really do think that uh we should eventually just go to no DQ and just sort of phase out no holds barred, um, in a way. But we'll talk about that like on another podcast to so break certain things down. Because I like yeah. I like doing that kind of stuff. Um so who do you see going over? Do you see Lesnar keeping the championship or Rey Mysterio uh, winning it?
1: Mm, the underdog story of Rey Mysterio.
0: Oh, yeah. That's such a long history. Uh,
1: yes. Uh, could Rey shock the world? It's a possibility. Um, I'm going to have to go with Brock Lesnar, but... Before I go to Brock Lesnar, I want to hope that Rey Mysterio has a fighting chance to at least get the hits or something.
0: So would you rather be neutral with me? Because, like, me and you have been watching WWE for so long that we kind of know the formula already. We know that, like, Lesnar just got the belt. Lesnar's not going to give it up. Um, I don't. Honestly, I don't see Ray Ray winning it, but I do kind of want Ray to win it. But in my WWE heart, I know that they're going to be like Brock is going to win, and I'm going to get let down. So I'm going to pick neutral. Do you think that'd be a good fit if you want to pick neutral or no?
1: I'm neutral for the whole Brock Lesnar Ray thing.
0: All right, cool. Um. Just so that way, like, you know, it can, it can be fair because WWE tends to do this a lot where, like, you know, they have the underdog in a match and you build up the underdog. Everybody knows, like, Rey Mysterio's story. So, um, you know, you sort of like want him to win, but then WWE sort of like fucks everybody over and they're like, no, we're not going to have him win. So that's the only reason why I would say that it would be the best idea to go neutral just to see how it plays out. I'm neutral. Yeah. Um, Just so you know, I'm neutral to fans out there. If you guys didn't hear my pick. Um, So the next match on the Survivor Series uh, card is the uh, women's match. It's the champion versus champion versus champion match. Which is um, Becky Lynch. The rest of the chickens that you made last night? But
1: you have two chicken cutlets.
0: I'll have that tomorrow. The chicken cutlets? Some of it. There's only two. Have it, have it. No, no. Hello. Yes. Yeah, I sort of. I'm like, here. I know I muted to you towards the end because uh, your your buddy is was on stream. Just so you know. <laughs> um. So. Sorry. It's cool. So the next one is the Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus uh Shayna. Um. There's no stipulation in this match that says that if one female pins the other female, they're gonna get they're gonna like switch titles, right?
1: No, t- no championships are on the line. Just who's the better brand?
0: I think that's stupid.
1: <laughs> I don't make the matches. I'm just viewing as a friend. I mean, can you imagine the chaos if a championship lost and then it'd be flip flop?
0: Yeah, but like imagine the, so imagine the stories that they'll be able to tell to be like, well, look, um, if Bailey was able to pin Shayna, she gets to finally dethrone Shayna and become NXT champion. And what would that be? That'd be her second NXT championship won, if that was the case. And then she's still a SmackDown champion, and she could be like, well, you know, now she's Bailey two belts from two different brands, and you know, she's better than everyone else. It w- it will create a nice story and a nice arrogance that sometimes the women probably need to have and stuff like oh, that she,
1: oh yeah evil bailey slash dark bailey she she has the arrogance she has like the ego she just doesn't care no more heels yeah. no more hugs i like it this um, was her career shift that she needed
0: i just wish she could stop looking like a soccer mom i i wow I, yeah like that's it, the first time it, dude I heard In certain, like, angles and, like, the clothes that she wears and the makeup that they put on her, I'm just, like, you're making her look older than what she is. I understand that, like, she's supposed to be miserable because for um, years she was doing the whole, you know, hug life thing and was so happy and was a huge baby face. But don't don't make her look like she's a mom already when she's not. Like she's she, she, what? She
1: clearly is not a mom. She's clearly not a mom.
0: Yeah, but like the makeup and the clothes make her look like you know she's a mom, and I'm just like, oh my god, like could someone just stop? Um, I did notice that on Raw. Uh, they were doing, I guess they were doing like this uh, four horsewoman thing back and forth. Um, where like, uh, security came in and security told. Becky and Charlotte, to back away and stuff like that. So Charlotte leaves. um, And mm-hmm. then Becky stays and gets up into one guy's face and, like, punches him. And I'm like, why does she need to punch him? You know, she doesn't always have to be a last kicker. She doesn't have to always be a fiery woman. Like, how does that get your point across and stuff like that? I understand that they sh- that she couldn't fight the other women. But why? It makes no sense. I'm just like, oh, my God, there's certain things that they need to change about Becky Lynch's character. And, you know, maybe one day I can hang out with her and be like, okay, maybe you're not like, you know, all that fiery. Know, if
1: you get to know her, then I think your perspective might be a little different. But yeah. from from that angle, I mean, if you think about it, if you go with it, the man, a guard was blocking the man from getting... Two, um, well, three actually, four no, three of the MMA four horsewomen, yeah,
0: because there's only three of them now until Rhonda shows up,
1: which I think could be soon. Oh, this is my own thing, uh. i think. thinking. You didn't like that? Um, she decked a security guard,
0: yeah, um. I know that your favorite is Becky Lynch and Bailey. Um, Mm -hmm. I was saying that I know that your favorite is, uh, Becky Lynch and Bailey. Um, and you also like, uh, Shayna as well. Um, I really think that despite the fact that I'm not a huge Becky Lynch fan, um, the way that they did this uh story, the build-up was uh, you know, pretty decent. It was cool. Um, it gets eyes on the woman, which you know, uh that's always a good thing. That's always a plus. Um, and these are the three like best women to like fight. Becky, uh sometimes I'm not too sold on what she does, uh, but altogether it is um good all around and stuff. Um Who do you see as winning uh, this champion versus champion versus champion match?
1: Evo Bailey. Evo Bailey? Yes, I'm going with Evo Bailey because she has been overlooked and she's tired of being overlooked. And I think she will do anything to win and that will help her and the SmackDown brand. I don't know who will be taking loss but if I had to pick somebody I gotta go with um evil Becky I mean evil ba- Bailey
0: well wait she, but ba- but evil Bailey is your pick to win so you think that I, she will get end up losing
1: no no I made okay. a mistake
0: yeah I That's was why like that
1: evil yeah I caught myself I was like wait no yeah that didn't make Bailey. sense yeah
0: so we' going with Bailey you're going with Bailey yes. to win right Alright, so then here, here's my next question. Uh does does Bailey uh who does Bailey pin? Does she do you think that she'll pin Shayna or she'll pin Becky Lynch?
1: I'll say she probably will pin Becky.
0: Oh, that's that'd be interesting. I, know. I can see that happening. I can
1: see you pin, that.
0: No, I would say I say I could see that happening because um you know I think those two would be so focused on each other. But if if they're gonna end up being so focused on each other, uh, Shayna could come right in and um do a submission on somebody while the other person is out. You know that that's a, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, that's always true. You don't yeah. uh, can't count her out, and then you don't know if well she has a busy night because she's going to be in War Games.
0: Yeah, um, which. Yeah, by the way, um, the the website that I got the match card off didn't even put the war game stain on. Um, So my pick, I'm going to stay neutral. Only because Mm -hmm. I think that this is a powerful story, despite uh, Becky Lynch saying that she doesn't care about brand supremacy and stuff like that. You know, she just cares about if you have a problem with her, you know, you step right up, you, you know, come to her face and like you fight it out. Um, But I think it's a powerful story that they're doing. And that's a, that's a plus for WWE. Um, They're
1: actually putting more a little chunks of their women's division. They just need more of that because they have so many talent.
0: They do. Um they just don't use them. And you know, we could argue about this forever on um Twitter and stuff like that and people have already done it. The only reason why like, you know, WWE doesn't necessarily utilize everybody is because they have to worry about TV time and what gets what and this gets that, but like Mainly WWE is like a lot of backstage segments, a lot of um, you know interviews and stuff like that, and sometimes not enough wrestling, not enough uh, performance time in the ring. Um, and I think once they start changing that up, they'll see they'll see a difference. Even if like wrestling Twitter still fucking complains, um,
1: they're gonna complain regardless.
0: Yeah, they That's are. What... That's what they do. That's
1: what they um, do it's their
0: thing. So the first um team match at Survivor Series because Survivor Series is known for team versus team. Um, Uh, Yes. So what I have here is that I don't have the the NXT team because I don't think it was announced. Or was it?
1: We talking about the uh, captains teams?
0: Yeah, because like Team Raw has you know Rollins, McIntyre, uh, Owens, Ricochet, and Randy Orton, and then SmackDown has Roman Reigns, Ali, Braun, King Corbin, and we're gonna call him Gable. I am not yes. gonna yes. like. Thank uh, you. I'm not Thank gonna, you. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna do that. But his um, name is
1: Chad Gable. Chad Gable to us.
0: Chad Gable, guys. Chad Gable. Even though Chad I know. Chad
1: Gable.
0: Even though I know that he's loving uh, he the went- fact that he um you know loves the new name it's uh chad gable gable always chad
1: ready willing and gable american alpha no they did not announce the nxt teams
0: um all right cool so uh since we don't know the NXT teams, um, I guess this would be totally okay. I guess we'll find out, you know, during uh, Survivor Series. Um, anyway, uh, so I am going to say, for the mm-hmm. record, that, that Randy Orton um, is going to screw over Team Raw. Because no one could trust Randy Orton. Randy Orton should never be on the team. We know this many times for Survivor Series, and it's the same formula over and over and over and over again. As for Team SmackDown, I'm calling it now. King Corbin is going to be betraying Team SmackDown. We might have a victory with Team NXT because even though there's a lot of different like animosities between like the NXT uh, wrestlers. Um, eh uh, you know, uh, I don't see any of them betraying each other.
1: I no, Cause they're all working for that common goal to tell them, Hey, we're, we're main roster level two guys.
0: Yeah. Um, lately that's been a very, very good story where, you know, uh, you have Adam Cole there and stuff like that, uh, coming in and just challenging people and, uh, you know, having good wrestling matches, and Adam Cole is so believable in the fact that he believes in NXT. He believes in that he's a good champion, and that he can take care of everyone else and stuff like that.
1: He's Adam Cole, baby. And that's undisputed, bye, bye, And he's and that's undisputed.
0: And by the way, I just want to play Halo with Adam Cole. It's just so hard for him just to notice me on Twitter. I will probably cut this out and just put it on Twitter um, and be like, Adam Cole, I want to play you in Halo. That's all I want to do. That's all I want to do.
1: As as they say, shoot for the stars. So shoot for the stars, Maria. Shoot for the stars.
0: Thank you, Gio. Um, So my pick uh, to win will be Team NXT. Your pick would be team raw team smackdown or team nxt
1: uh let's see this is such a fun dynamics it is uh you can't trust a viper
0: <laughs> no you can't
1: can never trust randy Orton. even though when i call anyone i don't think i'm allowed to call can i can i curse or no
0: dude you can do whatever you want <laughs>
1: okay i don't trust that damn viper so Dan you shouldn't even a
0: curse to some
1: people to some people oh but oh my god the point of the matter is you can't trust that damn viper okay i don't know if i can trust anyone on smackdown well maybe maybe roman reigns and his group not king corbin no. uh i'm going to go with nxt because we don't know who's going to be on their team so uh-huh. i like the element of surprise Yeah. So i'm with nxt
0: um if you know those uh, stupid questions of, like, you know, if you were stuck on the island, like, you know, who would you want to be on the island with you and you know, stuff like that? Um yeah. not, right not right now. Oh, my. I swear, people are going to be, like, the Square Circle podcast is the most bipolar podcast in all of professional wrestling um, and stuff like that. Just, did you just? take my slipper
1: i want to cut that out too
0: oh my god i don't even know man that that should be like this should be a blooper like i can't have a normal podcast with people (laughs) god i was giving blueberries my slipper flew somewhere else oh my god anyway um like i was saying Um, you know those stupid questions where they're like, uh, who would you pick to be with you on the island if you like, if you were alone on the island? Um, I would definitely want, um, Mustafa Ali to have my back because that guy is cool. And we share the same birthdays.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Yeah. Uh, we share the same birthday, which is awesome. So, you know, I will pick him off of the SmackDown team. If I was ever stranded on the island, I'll pick him to like, just be my guardian or whatever, you know, so I don't be alone. Well, that's cool. Who would you pick out of, like, Team Raw and Team SmackDown?
1: Uh, if I had to pick somebody, I would pick uh Drew McIntyre.
0: That's because he's big and tall and uh scary, right?
1: Yes, he is big, <laughs> tall, and scary. <laughs> and, you know. I don't think nobody's gonna really bother me. More importantly, no one's gonna really bother him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Yeah, yeah cool. I'll be
1: like on the lookout, like I see um I see food. Let's go get it. <laughs> Alright, cool.
0: <laughs> you're gonna have you're gonna have him kill it, right? Yeah, yeah. You're I, gonna have I'm gonna I, have, him I, have him kill it.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna have him kill it and I'll start the fire. I'll start the fire.
0: Alright, so like, um the next match, uh which uh, it's is another champions versus champion versus champions match. It's uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke versus Roderick Strong. Now, remind me, Roderick Strong has is still North American champion?
1: Yes, Roderick Strong is still the North American champion.
0: Shinsuke is what?
1: The intercontinental champion.
0: Oh, really? Wow, okay. Um, yes. AJ Styles is the United States? Yes. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, that's a pretty good uh, team of champions there. Um, this should be like an A-plus match. Um, if it's anything lower than an A-plus match, it's WWE's fault. Because um, AJ Styles is still great. Shinsuke, uh, if he ever gets to use his like full potential and stuff like that, it'll be great. And Rob Strong, I've seen this guy wrestle live. Um, I was part of the ring crew for Evolve, and I got to see him, and I was cheesing. Uh he's a pretty he's he's a, he's a sweet dude. He's a sweetheart. Um that's the same day that I met Chris Hero and Chris Hero has the most softest hands in the business. Uh, yeah, he has the most softest hands in the business. He's like a big a big teddy bear. Um just because he, you know, he had to gain weight because of his um his back problem. Um but uh this match should be like an A+ plus. um I'm I'm doing the podcast. Stop. <laughs> God, they're really going to think this podcast is bipolar.
1: Damn, Um, they're going to think now.
0: um, So do you have any uh, insight as to why we're having AJ Styles versus Shinsuke versus Roger Strong? Is it another brand thing?
1: It's a brand thing. That's pretty much what Survivor Series is, is. All about which brand is better than their brand. So Styles, Nakamura, and Strong have not really interact with each other within these invasions, which is kind of cool. Because when we do see this match, and hopefully the match goes on to be like one of the show stealers, it better. We can just be blown away. We can just be blown away. I don't know who will win. I don't have a winner. I am just gonna watch this beautiful match with these three talented wrestlers so I'm neutral
0: um all right so I'll put I'll make i I'll make a note of that um so uh I can say that uh AJ Styles and Strong have um basically met each other before in the indies you still with me yeah, you're still with yeah, me. Sure. Yes. Okay. I'm cool. Um. So AJ Styles and Roger Strong um have men, in the Indies. They are great um wrestling together um you know against each other and stuff like that. Adding Shinsuke to the mix mix is a little bit different only because I don't know if Shinsuke ever ran into Strong uh during the Indies or even in Japan. But I do know obviously. I think AJ and Shinsuke... Yeah, AJ says. Yeah, I watched that match. Why am I doubting that? AJ and Shinsuke met in, in New Japan, wrestled, and um, they had an awesome match. Um, I just hope that WWE does not fuck it up. Um, I am actually going to go neutral as well, only because of... Um, I like these guys. Um, I like Shinsuke, even though I want to see him uh do his new japan wrestling style rather than like the wwe style but like i really can't pick a winner aj styles is um really good shinsuke is good and Roderick strong is good so I'm, I'm just gonna go neutral with this um what i don't have on my notes which i'll show you guys um what i don't have on my notes is basically the war games which is the first ever women's war games. Um it's going to be brutal. It's going to be bloody and it's definitely going to be messy and it's going to take like years off these girls' uh careers. Um there's like a big list of people to uh uh actually talk about in the match, but my question will be uh how do you think this match will go?
1: Are we talking about
0: We're talking about war war games. games.
1: Yeah, war games for the women. Oh, man. I hope the ones who are competing at Survivor Series can survive that structure because it's good for the women. It's great overall. I don't know how the match is going to go, so I'm just curious to see how it all happens.
0: Yeah, um... I'm going to be completely neutral. I forgot who was in this match. Anyway, there's a bunch of women to name. Um, and, you know, uh, us not mentioning, like, every single woman who's in there doesn't mean that we don't care about it. We obviously care about uh, women's wrestling and stuff like that. But um, it's just way too way too many women to for me to memorize. And I didn't get enough chance to, like, write that down. But um, I want that to be a very damn good match. And then all the ladies should have, like, a month vacation because that's gonna be hurting them like the next yeah. day. Um so those are our predictions for the uh WWE Survivor Series that's happening November twenty fourth. Uh, and you can get it on the WWE network for $9.99. Um that's not a plug for, for WWE like that. We don't get paid for that. It's just natural we don't. yeah it's just natural
1: it's nine ninety nine guys nine ninety nine uh or <laughs> And if you like that, if you're not a subscriber and you subscribe for free, you get, I think, a month of the WWE Network. They're still doing free. that. Yes, they are oh still God. doing.
0: They're still doing that. All right, cool, cool. They're still doing that. Um, let's see. We're gonna move away from WWE. I just wanted to talk about Survivor Series. I do know that like Raw was pretty stupid, um, only because of that one thing. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Um, you know what?
1: What? What? What's the um, one
0: thing? For some reason, whenever WWE wants to do these stupid storylines of like, you know, the whole Lana Rusev and Lashley thing, because uh, be- because that thing is like so buzzworthy that it's stupid, and I really don't like talking about it. But you saw you saw my comment. I think you saw my comment on on Twitter about um the science was wrong. Oh yes
1: yes. When she was, oh um, my
0: god, yeah, faking her pregnancy.
1: Yeah, that was last week's angle.
0: Yeah, um, I do know that this week she divorced. She, she's divorcing Rusev, but it's like it's like if you're really gonna play it up that you're nine weeks pregnant, at least give her a fake belly. Like, come on, I I, I don't.
1: I don't... Yeah, I'm, she, she, I'm, I, we're we're not throwing body shame at what? all. No,
0: oh. Of course yeah, not. I'm but... saying we're not. Oh.
1: But she didn't, she just looked regular.
0: Yeah. She's,
1: the viewers listening.
0: Yeah. Um... She,
1: she just looked regular. She didn't look like she had like a baby carrying a baby. Now, had they would have like developed it and kept it going, and then she was like a pregnant, and then you're like, holy crap.
0: Yeah. She is. Um, Sort of, sort of what they did with uh, Maria and uh, Mike Nellis. A little bit she of that, really you know? Did.
1: Yeah, but she really yeah, she, is uh,
0: She pregnant. was, yeah that's. Um, but, but, you know, the way that they shot Certain scenes and whatnot You know, but we all knew that she was pregnant But, like, you know, something like that But, yeah, I just wanted to bring it up that, like, the science was wrong Like, not only can WWE not write properly They can't get their science right And Vince has two kids Come on did you watch NWA episode five and six? Oh, six. Oh, okay. I um, haven't
1: checked out seven.
0: Oh, well, I mean, seven already premiered, but, um, um, so I'm just going to go quickly through episode five. Um, Wait, say that, say that again. I said, it's probably just me and how YouTube I mean, messed me up. And probably
1: did you yeah. say what happened at the end?
0: Uh, I mean, I saw what uh, happened at the end. I wrote, I took notes.
1: Colt Cabana. Yeah. Colt Cabana won.
0: Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, so in episode five, you know, Colt opens up with a promo, and then like, he talks for a little bit, and uh, I think that's the time when Ricky Starks came. No, Ricky Starks came in like in episode six for that. Uh, Aaron Stevens is back. Episode yeah, six. Oh, okay, so Aaron Stevens is back. Uh, he. Uh, has like a brand new gimmick of that you can't. Yes, he AI. is back. Uh, for anyone out there that don't know, uh, Aaron Stevens was originally Sandow, still good wrestler. Um, I like the fact that they did a commercial for Retromania Wrestling, which is a game coming out in 2020, all based out all based on NWA, which is pretty cool. We're gonna buy it just so I can play it. Um. I'm sort of tired of uh NWA doing squash matches, especially when it comes to tag teams. So like the Dawsons versus uh Mim and Wait, uh, what are you tired of? Uh NWA doing squash matches.
1: Oh the squash matches.
0: Yes. Yeah. So like um, you know the You tag wanna
1: see like some
0: Um stories. Um, yeah, um I don't wanna see the Dawsons every week uh squashing like smaller guys that I don't know of. You know, I really don't want to do that. I really don't want to see that. Yeah. Um.
1: Yeah, I have no clue who um these guys that they're just bringing and squashing.
0: Yeah. Left I, and right. I don't know either. Um, and then. But after, I guess
1: that's like, that's, that's like the monster hills.
0: Yeah, I guess so. They they really are. Um, and then after the tag team match, it's uh eddie kingston and homicide uh known as the outlaws come out and confront the dawson's and be like hey let's have a match you know uh we'll put our title sh- opportunity on the line and stuff like that but then the dawson's are like well think about it and i'm like all right that's like the oldest thing in, in the book cool uh the next was uh the the women's matches um every time a woman's match happens it's always 10 minutes and i don't like that but i understand why it's 10 minutes um it's just that I it gets rushed and it gets sloppy whenever Which it's match? 10 minutes. Um I well first I was just mentioning like uh generally the female matches that NWA has but the ex, the Ashley Vox versus uh Thunder Rosa uh was pretty good and okay. Uh Thunder Rosa is um you know a force to be reckoned with in the ring um and stuff like that. Uh Thunder Rosa came out the winner um and she her finisher yes. is a double foot stop to the back um eventually someone's going to get hurt but you know thunder rosa is a is a really good um wrestler and she she's cool um and then at the end of that one marty bell comes out to confront thunder rosa and uh thunder rosa leaves the same way that marty bell you... left thunder rosa bell? the last in episode 4 hmm? uh and then we think that, you know, Thunder Rosa went to the back and then Marty Bell cuts the promo. Allison K comes out. She is the NWA Women's Champion. That belt is small, just like the AEW Women's Champion. I don't understand why, you know, we can't get like a medium-sized belt. I know my waist is not tiny, so I need a medium-sized waist belt or championship because, you know, certain promoters don't like to use the word belt. Um. True. Other than that, uh, Thunder Rosa comes back out to attack Allison K, and then you have Marty Bell uh, coming in to... You would think that she was going to help, but then she also uh, beats up um, Allison K. Allison okay. Um, what happened? Oh. Um, Interesting. You're breaking up again.
1: That's it. Well, not do it? Because every time Thunder Rosa encounters marty bell there's usually drums playing in the background
0: oh my god dude that's gonna get so annoying as we keep going into the weeks it's because like i get it like you know the first two times it was fine because it meant something like they did it at the right cue but um, they can't keep doing it every single week they're gonna have to like at least cut it out or like i don't know i just wouldn't want to hear it every single week i wouldn't want to do that um I mean,
1: it probably, it'll probably, you know, phase out, but, you know, I think it's just part of, like, her whole, uh, her whole,
0: her whole gimmick,
1: mystique about her. Yeah,
0: which, you know, I don't yeah, mind. Yeah, I
1: think that's part of her thing.
0: I don't mind, but I don't, I don't really want to hear the drums every week unless it has a purpose. The first, like I said, the first two times had a purpose and it worked really well. Uh, This time around, I was just like, no. I don't want to hear it. I really don't. Um, Let me ask you your opinion on Eli Drake. Because this dude annoys Uh, me in his promos now.
1: (laughs) Eli Drake. Yeah. He's stirring the pot for a a whole bunch of reasons that I'm still trying to figure out what's his um, agenda. One minute he's like Helping Storm, he's talking to Storm. Next minute, he's like talking. I guess I should. When I say Storm, I should say James Storm.
0: Yeah. Um. And then
1: he's he, he's all over the place. I don't know what his what he wants to accomplish. He's like the um, the instigator of. Uh,
0: yep, that's the word I would use. Power. Yeah, I would definitely He's use just that. Like so trying
1: to like start a pot yeah. with a ver- variety of wrestlers.
0: So basically, um the only reason why I'm getting annoyed of him is because every time he comes out and when he cuts a promo, he cuts a promo like old school back in the day type thing and I'm like I could appreciate, you know, keeping it kayfabe, keeping it old school um and stuff like that, but it gets annoying when it's done the way that he does it. Um, it's to the point of like, man, why are you out here? Even though he's out there to, you know, like you said, to stir the pot only because if you can distract the main people who hold, um, you know, the gold, you have an opportunity to take the gold away from them because they weren't paying attention. They weren't focused. So Eli Drake's, um, promos every time he's out there is just to distract people so that way eventually when he moves in for the kill to go after the 10 pounds of gold it you know he'll capitalize and he'll get the 10 pounds of gold. Um but yeah he he totally annoys the hell out of me when he does his promos. It's not his promos are not bad. His promos are good. It's just, just the way he delivers it. No, I'm like, oh my God, you're you're so annoying. You know? It's the
1: tone and the pace of the Yeah, promo.
0: it's basically, I think it's the tone, the pace, and him thinking that this is, like, the freaking 80s. It's like, dude, where is his personality? Like, I, I see him copying off of other people rather than having his own personality shine through because it's NWA. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being too overcritical of it. I mean, yeah, like, I guess. annoying. I
1: think because of the in what nwa represents in the 80s and what it's trying to do now which is bring a newer audience so maybe um the promos maybe that's his style he wants to
0: yeah bring you...
1: the attention of what nwa power is all about by sticking to like the old school ways of the promo
0: yeah um which you know, I don't mind. I just I just have a way of him Makes delivering sense. it. Yeah, it does. Um it's just it's just every time he comes out, I'm just like, Oh my god, like why why are you out here? <laughs> why are you out here? Um, aside from that, uh apparently I wrote down the main event was um, you know, the outlaws, uh Homicide and Eddie Kingston versus Royce and Thom. The wild cards. Uh the wild cards did pick up the win. Um it was a very hard hitting, fast paced match. Um, And then like uh, the NWA locker room kind of like empty out on episode five. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I was watching. I somehow got confused. Damn YouTube. Um, And then I noticed on episode five, it was Aaron Stevens versus uh, Ricky Starks. And that was a two out of three falls match. And uh, Aaron Stevens decided to put Ricky Starks over for all two pinfalls, which was kind of uh, interesting. now we're moving on to episode six because these things are like really, 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 really tiny. Um, So Trevor Murdoch versus uh, Caleb Kingsley. Trevor Murdoch wins that one. You know, these matches are like five minutes, not even like full things. Uh, Aaron Stevens does another promo. He talks about how he's uh retired, not retiring from professional wrestling, <laughs> that, that he leaves NWA. He wants to go back to Cali to do movies. And I'm like, dude, whatever. <laughs> we still love you um yeah you're breaking up again i'm here all right cool um and then the tag team match it was they actually had a women's tag team match it was a uh, thunder rosa and marty bell teaming up to fight uh crystal rose and brooklyn creed um i do not know who crystal rose and brooklyn creed are um i do know who thunder rosa and marty bell are um it was a fast, quick, uh, paced match. Um, this is why sometimes I don't like the women's matches being 10 minutes. Um, I wish one day when NWA gets, you know, a little bit better, um, they'll, you know, instead of having an hour long YouTube show, they'll have like maybe an hour and a half. I really do want the women to, um, get more time only because I don't know many of these women. They have a lot of uh, interchangeable faces coming in and out of NWA. Now that we're up to like episode seven and I don't know any of them except for like the main ones you hear. So like Marty Bell was on the WWE Mae Young, right Gio?
1: It's part of the uh, first May Young classic.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, and then after that, Marty Bell did some other work. And the independence and then uh, Thunder Rosa is known. Um, if you ever watch uh, some Sammy Guevara vlogs, uh, she's on there and, you know, they both hate each other, hate each other with air quote air quotation marks. Um, either way, uh, Thunder Rosa and Marty Bell pick up the win and then Thunder Rosa starts talking in Spanish. And I think that's a really nice dynamic to have Thunder Rosa and her mystique of uh, talking in Spanish and then Marty Bell just translating and stuff like that. Um, it makes it that much easier. Um, there was this weird that what promo
1: was that promo was very beautiful with the translation, yeah that um
0: it was I would agree with mix
1: and everything, I was like um best line of the day for me, yeah, and because I'm a Marty Bell fan, so
0: yeah, um, they're both really good athletes, they're really good, they just need more time to shine. Mm-hmm. On the NWA TV. That's what I need. More time to shine. Um, I I don't even know if I want to talk about this match. But Dan Parks versus the question mark. I can't believe they actually did a character called the question mark. That Yeah, I was just like, why is that a thing?
1: I, I think the crazy thing is question mark is getting over. Match. I don't know who he is, but you know, it's a question mark. Oh my god!
0: you, 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 know, you know what I wrote down on my notes? WTF? That's what I Did wrote. Right. I wrote WTF. <laughs> um, the winner was definitely. Oh man. Oh, yeah, man. the winner was definitely the question mark. I don't understand why. Ha <laughs> ha. But WTF? Um. <laughs> And then um, I do want to talk about that. Yeah, uh, you had mentioned earlier that um, uh, Jane Storm does lose the belt to Cocobana. Cocobana is the. Okay, so what belt does Cocobana hold? Is it called the National Championship or the North American Championship? The n- National. The National? All right. Um, you know. I can
1: double check later on and in- let.
0: Yeah, we'll probably double check. It's either it's either oh. one or the other one, the national championship or the North American Championship. I I couldn't remember, but it's a big freaking belt. Um, it's a big it's a big belt. I'm just like, wow. Um All right, so that's it's is, red.
1: Is it yeah, red? Yeah, it's red.
0: It's red. It's a red belt with gold plating on it. Um and Cocabana has it now. Uh so that was the quick wrap up of NWA um nwa still brings a smile to my face um you know um it's still a development um it's gonna get better over time uh especially when they have more resources and more time to display like everyone they have Um, the the format is good too Um, you know I just want women's matches to be a little bit longer so I can get to know the women most of the men that's on there I could tell I could understand their story and I've seen them before I've seen Cole Cabana I've seen him wrestle live a couple of times Uh, I understand Nick Aldis I understand Eli Drake I understand Homicide met him in real life he's a cool dude Um, you know I understand Eddie Kingston because you know he's from out here in the Bronx like I, I know how I know how he is yeah. um but like for the women you know, I don't know you them. know you get him yeah them. i get him but for the women i don't know them as much and i want to get to know them so that's the only critique that i have about nwa is to have the women have more matches or have a, a behind the scenes look at the women so that way they could tell their side of the story and i could like sort of follow along like that you know even if they don't get the time on uh the youtube show AEW is already up to episode seven. Uh, the Square Circle podcast. This is episode seven. Um, and I had named this podcast um AEW is like anime. Um it did not hit me until I was watching as I was watching the opener that AEW has. So when AEW opens, um, it's basically a video package of updating us on Kenny Omega's health uh after Kenny Omega had a very hard fart fought um lights out match with uh John Moxley um and um you know uh Kenny is uh broken and stuff like that he's beat up and of course my heart breaks for that cuz i can't i, I don't want to see a good person like that like totally beat up and have a black eye and all that so you know um so I felt I, I felt that. And then the opening match is John Moxley versus uh Michael Nakazawa. Which I was not expecting because I don't think they advertised it. They, w- they were just saying that, you know, Moxley is gonna be on AEW Dynamite. I didn't expect this match to happen. And then when Nakazawa like grabbed the baby oil and tossed the baby oil aside, I was like Everything like just clicked in my head story wise of like why they do certain things and why you feel the emotions you feel with every single person on the roster. It's like an anime. Um, mm-hmm. It's like an anime. You get so attached to certain characters because of the powerful storytelling that it's like, wow. Now I understand. Like you know, finally, Michael Nakazawa is not playing around because his best friend Kenny is hurt, and who was the person that hurt him? John Moxley. So he threw away the baby oil so that way he can have a serious match. Unfortunately, um, it wasn't that long of a match, which was really bad. Um, but
1: it's very short.
0: Yeah, it was very short. Um, John Moxley picks up the win by doing the uh, the paradigm shift. I might be pronouncing the name wrong um, and stuff like that. But it's paradigm paradigm it's, shift. It's paradigm shift, right? Okay.
1: Yes, paradigm I told,
0: shift. I totally wrote it wrong in my notes um so (laughs) so you know that that sort of kind of like crushed me where uh Michael Nakazawa didn't get the chance to fight for Kenny in a way but um you know I understood it and that was a turning point where I want to name this um AEW is like anime and stuff like that um and also uh earlier in the day I was talking with uh indie wrestler uh JD Alpha who will eventually be on this podcast um and he had mentioned something interesting to me and I never really gave any type of like negative feedback for AEW but this is really not negative feedback but I do have to agree with him that the way that they introduce their characters could be a little bit better because like yeah the casual fan is not going to know certain uh characters like People are not going to know Darby Allen. Uh I met Darby Allen, uh and he's a really cool person, and uh, he stood, you know, the test of time against Chris Hero during his match that I saw live, and I was, like, stuck to the match, like, very glued to it. Uh, JD Alpha knows him because, you know, JD Alpha's in the business, um, but, you know, he was right in mentioning that um, AEW doesn't really build these guys up. It's like you have to be... A hardcore fan, an underground fan, a fan that's been following for years to know who these guys are. And sometimes that sort of does hurt the product and hurt them. Um, But the way to fix that is to still do the Cody Rhodes segment of the um, undesirable to undeniable kind of thing. So that people can understand who they are or just do another... like, have them in, like, you know, the B&D Elite episodes. Have them on BTE, Mailbag, or whatever. Or just have them do their own promos, their own vignettes, so that we can understand, like, who they are. Um, but with that conversation, that's also why I thought it was, like, an anime. Because in anime, they don't really reveal their whole entire hand about every single character. You have to learn their story arc as you go every single week. So... This is why episode seven of the square circle podcast is called AEW is like anime. Cool. Um, but you see where I'm coming from, right?
1: How AEW and anime is similar, or at least how they go about it with their storytelling and slowly, um, building up these characters with, uh, out, Knowing that much about them, but we're getting to learn about them each and every week,
0: yeah, um, and then right after john moxie um you know uh wins his match he uh doesn't he gives out an open challenge um I won't spoil that yet we'll go we'll go through the thing. After that, it is a tag team match. It is the Dark Order versus Jurassic Express. Um, Jurassic Express is made up of Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt for this um, tag team match. Um, I am, like, highly impressed with Marco Stunt. Um, And, you know, for those of you that have been hearing all the podcasts from, like, one through six, uh, it should have been maybe episode five or four, where I completely defended Marco Stunt because everybody on the internet was giving him shit about his size and just, you know, just giving him shit about everything else. But he, he knows what he's doing. Uh, even for his size, he's able to manipulate it and, um, it works really well and it looks like really cool, uh, just because he's small. Um, you know, but he, you know, he has a huge heart and you know that he loves professional wrestling. So he does a hurricanrana into, um, which is kinda cool. And then uh he does a cannonball uh sent on and then um there was uh one part in the match where uh crap, I think it's Uno. Yeah, it's evil Uno. Uh he jumps off the top rope and he uh like I forgot what move he did, but Marco didn't move in time, so like uh Evil Uno's head caught Marco Stunt's arm, so he had to pretend like he got hurt and uh you know, and then um what is it? Uh, uh, Ivo Uno got the uh, decided to pin him, and uh, somehow Marco uh, basically breaks breaks free of the pin. And the commentators, I had to write this down. The commentators said that he squeaked free. That sounds very we- funny, doesn't it? He what? He squeaks free.
1: That does sound very funny.
0: I, I had to write that down. I was like, what? He squeaks free? Like, come on, guys. Um, so uh, Marco also does a 450, and then he does, Excalibur said that he does a Dragon Rana. I don't know if he did. He didn't really do a Dragon Rana. He just did a, another Rana, but it looked cool from the 450 splash into the freaking Karana. Um, so, that dude has some moves, and he's very underrated. Um, Jungle Boy does a black backflip uh, with his knees landing on the um, the opponent. Um, it must have been, yeah, it was the, uh, what's the other guy's name? Um, it's Evil Uno and Gary?
1: That Is his he- name?
0: Oh, my God. Uh, oh, Gary? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's Gary. Since his... No, Gary doesn't- You get got it an evil family. uno.
1: Can we just call him evil
0: It's Dose. I'll call him evil Gary. It's, it's Dose. Dose. Okay. Something like that. Dose. Damn as... it. Okay. Dose as in two? Yeah, Dose as in two, man. Um, so Dose. he does that. Um, so then after after a really hard fought battle, uh the Dark Order wins. Uh they pin Marco. Um, and then, you know, Evo Uno speaks and I was like, Oh crap, he could speak. Um and then he basically I tells I, I I forgot. I forgot if he spoke. I was like, Oh shit, sure, he's speaking. Um he tried to convince Marco to come over to the dark side to be a creeper. And I'm like, this whole creeper thing needs to stop. It's like so bad. I think it's cause yeah. like my mind goes like straight into the fucking gutter, and I'm like, I don't want a creeper to touch me ever, like, ever.
1: Oh well, yeah, um, and the idea that creeper, you know, out of all the names you could have <laughs> been picking, you chose yeah. creeper.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, like out of everything you try, ch- you choose creeper. Like, no, I don't want, I don't want a creeper to touch me. I don't. <laughs>
1: um, and it's kind of creepy if you think about it. You're ha-ha. being. A creeper. Ah, see, there we go.
0: Ha-ha, I got that. I got that. Um, I get it. All yeah, right. Yeah, it is It is kind of creepy anyway, the way that they come out and they do, like, the fucking chair for him and they, like, crawl and shit. I'm like, oh, my God, can you guys stop? Like, you know, Well, they're they
1: dark order, so they're from, they're, from another, they're from another world.
0: They are. They're not I don't from know. here. They're aliens. They're not from here. Yeah.
1: Just, yeah. Yes, yes, that's what they are. They're aliens.
0: They're that's aliens. why they wear masks. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, that's why that's why you have to join their um creepy society world.
0: Yeah, and that's what uh Un- Uh Evil Uno was doing for uh Marco Stun, but then Jungle Boy was like, No, he's gonna be Baby Saurus, and then like the creepers attack them, and then Luchasaurus comes out. Luchasaurus gets like a huge freaking pop, man. Freaking love that guy.
1: I love him. I love him. I, Not because uh, he's a dinosaur. Oh but okay, maybe. Maybe because he is a dinosaur, but it could be the mask. I'm like I'm drawn to the mask. But yeah. Like,
0: um, like- everything works for him, man. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say that eventually I want Jurassic Express in our like Jurassic Park series. Um, if you guys don't know, I'm part of Ravage Lands as well. I do this on the side because I love professional wrestling, but on the side, um, me and my team do a bunch of gaming videos. We did a huge thing of Jurassic Park. And I really do want Jurassic Express to be there with us. That'd be hilarious. It'll be great. Um, we gotta book it. Um anyway.
1: It'll be uh, something to work on.
0: Yeah, it will be. Um, moving on to the next match. It's a triple threat. It's Sean Spears, aka Perfect 10 versus Peter Avalon versus Darby Allen. Oh my god. Um why does Peter Avalon keep losing, man? Like you know, he does. He obviously he doesn't want to do the um, the librarian gimmick anymore. But like, when is he gonna get a victory? I said,
1: I don't know when when he uh, decides to not be like the librarian. That's when he um, will probably be taken seriously. And you said, when is he gonna win his next match? And I said, when is his next match? Oh,
0: I didn't I didn't ask that because <laughs> oh. I don't know what his next match is. <laughs> I can't see into the future. Either, but anywho, <laughs>
1: I don't know. <laughs> um, well, seven has been interesting,
0: yeah, it, it really has. Um, wh- what's your take on uh, this whole feud of uh, Joy Janella and uh, Sean Spears? All right, so, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, thank gosh, yeah, I don't know what's happening. Um, so you just mentioned uh, in Discord that uh, the chairman is missing something, and I totally agree with you. Um, I don't know what. Maybe he should drop the uh, chairman uh, gimmick.
1: Maybe maybe he doesn't like need like the chairman because that was like that was like his thing when he hit Cody over the head, and uh, he didn't really beat. Cody in their first and only encounter at that time in AEW. So is he really the chairman? Or are they just trying to, like, take a snub at uh, Vince, mm. who is the chairman of WWE?
0: Yeah, it's sort of like a, a troll gimmick, if you want to call it that. Um, I'm going to coin that. You know, it's a troll gimmick uh, to be the chairman you know uh cuz you, you kind of make fun of WWE in that aspect uh but for him feuding with Joey Janela I don't think Joey needs it but then again um I don't know if Joey will be ready to feud with somebody else uh so I think right now it's okay but I don't really think it's the best for for Joey at the moment but you know uh that's about it um for this triple threat match um, when uh, Sean Spears is automatically out of the match um, in a way only because Joey comes down, uh, Joey attacks him and they fight to the back. So, you know, now it's a one-on-one with uh, Peter Avalon versus Darby. Darby picks up the win via um, coffin drop and then Darby answers the challenge that John Moxley has said in the beginning of his open challenge. Um, Darby good luck man. good luck next week with that. Um Darby could take a lot of pain, he could take a lot of suffering. Um John Moxley You're going to need one... it. Yeah. Uh John Moxley is the one to um like give him all of that and and more. Um I just want to see where it goes. Um but yeah, good luck with that Darby. Um be
1: interesting to see.
0: Yeah, it will be um so our next match is the women's match. This is uh Nyla Rose versus uh Danny Jordan. I don't know who Danny Jordan is, I think. I don't know if she signed yet, but uh she might be signing. I have no idea. Um this felt like a squash match even though Danny Jordan looks like she has some like uh muscle to her that she could like sort of somehow match Nyla Rose. Um Nyla picks up the victory via the beast bomb, uh which is like a power bomb. Uh It was an okay match. I want to see more of Nyla's skill and not just doing big wrestler moves. You know? I, I don't want to just see big Whoa. wrestler moves.
1: I've seen Nyla Rose wrestle on the independents. She is a, a... I just don't think, like you said, you want to see... Me.
0: Uh...
1: Hold on. More and less of her like big power moves. I don't think opponent for her at the moment to challenge her. Yeah. So that's why they're having her just be their women's destroyer monster type thing, but you kind of also have like a another women's monster on their roster.
0: Yeah, they do, which is Kong, and I'm gonna, uh, I mean, you, did you watch AEW?
1: I did get a chance to watch AEW, uh, I think I watched it Thursday, Friday, I think oh. I watched it Friday.
0: Okay, um, well, because you brought up Kong, you wanna, you, uh, the next one was, uh, Tony Schiavone interviews, Ali and stuff like that, <clears throat> um, oh, Vortex, uh, Vortex, thank you for donating three lemons. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um yeah, I have to look at my phone for that. Anyway, um, so Tony Schiavone interviews Allie. Allie is like the girl next door. She's so chipper, mm-hmm. she's so young and everything that she's like the girl next door. Um with Allie, I would love to see an improvement in her wrestling. Um, whenever she wrestles, I could see how sometimes she could get nervous doing certain things and she relies on the same moves over and over and over, but they're not like a huge deal, but I don't want to, there, there's certain things that women wrestlers do that sort of like, they do it because they're, they're uncomfortable, um, sometimes or they don't want to hurt, you know, their, their friends in the ring and I totally understand that in professional wrestling you shouldn't really be hurting anybody you should be taking care of each other in the ring but the so way it's that, all about what
1: um taking care of each other protecting oh. each other in the ring
0: safety yeah. um oh cool vortex thank you and no ravage lance I'm not the new Jim Carnett stop it um the so, new Jim Cornette.
1: yeah no man. way
0: like yeah that's what Ravage Lance was saying like no no, 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 no. Um, anyway, uh, but when Allie wrestles, I notice that she's, uh tends to be a little nervous in her forearms whenever she does it. It's like it doesn't look right. Um, it And then she does the same sort of like back and forth moves and whatnot. Like we would have to like really dissect an Allie match for me to like get this across. But like I want her to be more confident. And like her wrestling ability because obviously she's confident to be out in front of people, she's confident talking on the mic, she's confident with her um alter ego gimmick, right? Because she becomes like an evil bunny, right?
1: I don't know if she's still doing the um the evil bunny that was an impact.
0: Oh, but but she did it though, right? She, um, my, my, I don't think th- she's well. Even if we don't I mean, see it in AEW, I'm just saying that she did another gimmick that wasn't she, like the girl next door gimmick. I'm I mean, just... She had
1: a very she had a very darker um Yeah gimmick. She, so she was in the uh she went to a different realm, so to speak, where yeah. she was not the nice girl next door.
0: So basically my whole point is that she's uh she's very confident in like all of that aspect. I just want her to improve in like her wrestling to make me believe that when she's in the ring, she could kick ass no matter what and not like pull punches like so 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 much. But anyway, um after like this interview, the lights go out, uh Kong is seen standing on top of the um the stage and then like she, uh attacks Allie and Brandy, you know, uh takes a piece of her hair and it's a trophy i am enjoying what brandy is uh doing um it's something different um and she's doing it with kong kong is her like enforcer type uh wrestler if you want to say guard. that what happened bodyguard yeah bodyguard yeah yeah i'll, I'll go i'll go with bodyguard um but yeah, uh, you know, it's that. And I, I like I the story unfolding. It's something different. It's putting the women on notice. And you could definitely tell, like, this has nothing to do with the men. So, like, this is their own freaking story. And that's, like, fantastic. Like, they don't need um, any type of the, any of the men to, like, back them up to try to help with the storytelling. All the women are doing, like, a phenomenal job with this, whether or not Brandy and Kong are, like, involved to take more hair pieces for uh, trophies. Um, now moving on to that, oh. what, what happened? Oh, go ahead. Okay. Moving on to with that is the, uh, Jericho promo where MJF comes out too. Oh my God. Uh, um, you know, I said it before where like, I, I don't like MJF, but I like Sammy Guevara. Uh, this promo was really good by MJF. Um, everything that he said, everything that he did, he did the classic move of coming out with, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes uh, entrance and gas uh, yes. people. people. Um, that's a very classic move in professional wrestling. And that will get you heat no matter what. Um, the way that he talks in the mic is really good. Um, him and Jericho going back and forth uh, was really, really good. Um, it felt like this was not planned at all, that, like, they played off each other. Um And, of course, you know, Jericho using the one line of, like, this is how NJF got born. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, <laughs> that Jericho. was funny.
0: Jericho, Jericho is hilarious. Yeah, and then uh NJF is like, who the hell is Hoovy? And he was like, Google it. <laughs> yeah, damn right. You better Google that shit. Especially for you all Google you millennials it. out there. Google Whovitu. Guerrero. Um. Ooh, I thought it was kind of funny that um you know uh the commentators uh someone made a reference to the to the skit called Who's on First? I don't know if you did you ever see that skit?
1: Oh, but I think I should to understand it.
0: Um you might have to watch it a couple of times. Uh it's <sighs> I watched that thing. I watched that skit at least three different times in my lifetime um that's only because Ravage dragon had given it to me um you know uh when this podcast goes up i'll make sure to leave a link of the uh who's on first skit because i cannot explain it but you but it had the same feel of when jericho and mjf was going back and forth with the whole um you know do you want to join the inner circle? uh, Christopher, are you asking me to join the inner circle? Like it it has that feeling, you know, in a way. So I will link that for people to watch. Um, It's, it's really a classic. It's a, it's a classic uh, skit that should be watched by everybody. It's really funny. Um, Anyway, after all of that, they both agree that the one person that, you know, they both hate is Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes comes out despite doctor's orders and like starts beating people up, but then he's so woozy that he gets beat up. And then this is the debut of, I'm going to mess up this guy's name. It's Warload? Warload. There's no Warlo? D. Warload? Warload, okay. War- it's Warlo. Okay, Is it
1: cool.
0: Warload? Yeah, it is. It's Warlow. Warlo. There's no D in it. And I did say in a tweet that if I get his name wrong, I am so sorry. But it's Warlow. I don't know anything about him. I don't know if he's going to be MJF's new bodyguard. Do you think it that... Like it. Yeah, right? It looked like uh, he was going to be MJF's bodyguard. Um, he, was maybe... giving, he
1: was giving him orders.
0: Yeah, he was, too. And he took him kindly, which is kind of weird. Um, but, uh, you know, does this mean that the inner circle kind of expands... You know, is MJF really in the inner circle if, like, they both hug after they say Cody Rhodes? Do you think so?
1: Maybe, or maybe now that he has um, someone to watch his back, he probably feels like he doesn't need the inner circle, or maybe, like, he's in the inner circle, plus the bodyguard, which is whenever um, F is in trouble, he'll be around, kind of like how um, Jack Hager is Chris Jericho's bodyguard.
0: Yeah, probably. Um, It'll be an interesting story to unfold. Um, That was a really nice, like, segment to, like, slow down everything else like that. Um, Ravage Lands just put the link in the uh, D-Live chat about the uh, skit, Who's on First? Because Ravage Lands is quick like that. Um, Anyway, so moving on, we have a rematch that happens from uh uh full gear. And it is Hangman versus Pac. Um You know, I've I've said it during our Full Gear uh review that uh hangman versus Pac, they have a very awesome chemistry together. They work well in the ring. Uh I I like the fact that um Jim Ross, uh, said on commentary that, uh, Pac was born angry. <laughs> and now he's taking it out on people. I'm like, the things that these guys come up with, uh, sometimes it's gold. Sometimes it's just like, are you guys serious? Did you just say that type of stuff? But, um, I'll, I'll run with it. Um, Pac, He looks angry. Yeah. Every time. Pac, what are you doing? Uh, Pac definitely looks angry. He comes out angry. Um, There was that one time when, uh, you know, on the WWE network, somehow Bailey's car had gotten up to Pac and, uh, it was ride along and Bailey is like, Hey Neville. And then, uh, you know, at the time his name was Neville. Neville was all like, are you shooting for, for ride along? And they were like, yeah. And, um, and, uh, Neville was like, fuck ride along. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) the fuck is going on? Like, okay, cool. Um, Awesome. Evil like saw, what happened?
1: I called them evil Neville. Then. Yeah,
0: yeah, really, yeah. Um, for some reason, because Pac is so angry, I wanna be his friend. Do you wanna be his friend?
1: Yes, because I like him. And if he's angry with me because I like him, I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I bet you you're gonna hug him too. Be like, It's okay, it'll be fine, let me just hug you.
1: You, uh, might not, you might not. want my hugs.
0: It's, it's totally fine. We'll, we'll 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 do we'll do a group hug, man. We'll be like best friends. Pac. Anyway, group hug
1: um, on three. What happened? Group hug on three.
0: Right, right. Um, that should be a thing. Um, Pac, we want to be friends with you. Anyway, um, this match felt like it was on autopilot. Um, There was nothing really uh, spectacular about it. Like, I wish that they wouldn't, they didn't have the rematch so right after the pay-per-view. But I understand that they might have had to, like, fill a spot for the card for Dynamite. But, like, I wanted their match at Full Gear to stay the way that it was. uh, And then maybe, like, you know, this this week rather than, like, last week, this week they could probably have another rematch. the things I wrote down in my notes um, that, you know, Pac wrestles like he never gets hurt. Like, this dude, like, just goes 100%. Like, he's fucking crazy. Um, I did mention the autopilot thing. Uh Hangman does the brain buster to the outside on Pac. And then, like, does... Later on, he does the buckshot lariat, which looks freaking devastating. And then... Uh, sometime during the match, like Pac continues to like stomp on Hangman's head and then delivers the black arrow and then does the brutalizer just to win. And I was like, Why do you need all that? But, um, I he, what happened
1: lost his match, so now he's angry and he's taking off his frustrations.
0: Yeah, um, I know, but it's just like, it's like that. I was way too much, but I, I get it why he did it um but for anyone out there listening uh i am a huge fan of being the elite and if you guys saw this past monday's episode uh called um it's supposed to be fun i think it's i think it's what it is i'll I'll link it in my description as well but um this is in no way shape or form like a paid plug for them i just love them and will share them no matter what so on being the elite hangman really does tell the elite that um he uh he's going you know he's no longer going to be part of the group um and now i understand why um he's no longer going to be part of the group and i didn't understand why he said oh yeah well you know like i lost the pack and this is why i'm leaving and you guys know that um i never really been part of the team and stuff like that so now i understand why he lost he lost the pack he tells the Young bucks, i'm i'm leaving Um, The same way that Kenny was like, you know, I'm going to take some time away and stuff like that. So both of them sort of leave and whatnot. Um, Which, by the way, uh, for everyone out there giving AEW shit, uh, make sure to watch the Being the Elite series because the Being the Elite series ties in to these guys' stories on AEW. Everything makes sense. Everything falls into place. Like, if you have time to be multitasking on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh even youtube you have time to watch being the elite do it um and then after all that uh there's a backstage segment we get our first backstage not really our first backstage segment but it felt official wouldn't you agree so i felt like this backstage segment was um official i felt like um even though they had like tiny backstage segments here and there, but like you know, it just felt quick. This one felt kind of. Here, oh, you're good. Okay. Um, I asked. Um, did you feel like this backstage segment when the Young Bucks were attacking? Not. You're back. Okay. Um, when the Young Bucks was attacking, um, Santana and Ortiz, did you feel like that was like an official backstage segment?
1: AEW. Yeah.
0: You're breaking and out. Just... just so you know. I don't know what you said.
1: Okay. I was saying that was like the first time AEW has done like a full backstage brawl, not counting the Omega and...
0: Moxley thing? Moxley. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that one. I was thinking of all like the small little backstage segments that they had, like when, you know, Dustin got his arm broken and stuff like that, you know. Um. But yeah, you're totally right. I totally forgot about that one. Wasn't that uh, in the parking lot? Yeah, it was in a parking lot. You know, it's still considered backstage. Okay. It's outside. Yeah. It's outside. Outside.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Outside. Um, but like the official official backstage.
1: Yeah. I one, Count right? that one as the first one. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, because you know, you can still feel the animosity between the two teams and stuff like that. Um, I just thought it was a hilarious thing, uh, of that when um uh Santana threw Nick into the damn door and when the door opens it's orange Cassidy orange in the bathroom Cassidy. What?
1: <laughs> like he was like he just like all right I'm gonna let you do you yeah I'm gonna close this door yeah. and now I'm gonna beat up I'm gonna beat up I'm gonna continue doing what I'm doing
0: and plus anyway I, I thought the like I think it's probably just the building structure the building structure was kind of weird in the way that they had it and I was like who it felt like a random bathroom as if like they built it before the show started and they were like yeah we're gonna do this spot <laughs> like oh this is great um and orange
1: cassidy, cassidy hmm? just happens to be in that spot
0: yeah right it just happens especially with the wall the way that it looked and yeah i was just like "Did they just build this but orange cassidy being there was like funny this is how you know that they don't really Take anything serious, and I think that's what works for AEW because then it comes off fresh and natural, even if they kind of recycle certain things. But you kind of feel like, you know, this is cool. You know, I I could cheer them, I could boo them, I could be like, Why is Orange Cassidy in the freaking bathroom? Like, you know, why Why was he? Yeah, um, everyone should bring signs on the next event and be like, Why were you in the bathroom? Imagine
1: (laughs) that's probably gonna be a
0: thing. Oh, man. Um, And then, uh, you know, they battle out into the stage and whatnot, and then Santana and Ortiz powerbomb Matt through the stage, and then um, Matt is going to be taking some time off because he's hurt. Um, Nick is still hurt, but uh, this week, uh, meaning, well, tomorrow, AEW Dynamite, uh, Nick is going to be facing uh, Phoenix, um, which is going to be a very exciting match. Uh, I just hope that Nick doesn't get any uh, does it injure himself further? Um, because he's already trying oh, yeah. to recover from, uh, his leg, uh, being hit and being messed up. So I hope that, you know, that doesn't go further. Um, I do want to mention, oh, yeah, I do want to mention that, like, I still love the idea that the vice presidents of AEW are sort of taking like a backseat. But they're doing it in a very smart storytelling way where we're not like, you know, this is stupid. We're doing, we're basically on the edge of our seats in our feelings of like, oh crap, the Young Bucks are hurt. Kenny is fucking broken. Uh, Cody, 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 Cody is a wild man. <laughs> Cody is a wild man. She yes, is. Um, but he at the same time pulls your fucking heartstrings. And that is what is the best thing about the Rhodes family, is that they're able to pull your heartstrings no matter what. Um, and even with Hangman, you know, um, I like Hangman here and there. You know, Hangman is a very uh, cool guy. Um, you know, he's, hmm, I don't know, we should probably do like a spotlight analysis on Hangman that I could find the right words to describe him, but I I don't mind watching Hangman. I don't mind like you know hanging out with this guy. Like you know, if I'm able, if he's able to teach me how to ride a horse, I'll, that'd be great. Eventually, I might want to end up getting his t shirt that says cowboy shit because I thought that was a funny line. But um, you know, oh. he could pull your heartstrings. Oh yeah, too. He,
1: he said that. Yeah, he said that line at uh, HOG when um he's gonna he be was one of the surprises.
0: Shit. Yeah.
1: He said that at a uh, H.O.G. during the uh, when he saved the Young Bucks. Yeah. And that bro.
0: Gonna be doing some cowboy shit bro- at
1: their last. Oh.
0: Hmm? Yeah. Um. But you know, all those guys, the way that they, that they're doing the storytelling is that early on, they're getting defeated and they're putting young young guys over and they're telling stories rather than you know abusing their power. Because, you know, they have all the power in the world with the company, you know. I love the fact that they're not doing that.
1: I said they're not abusing their power.
0: Yeah. Um. All right. So, I, oh, go ahead. What? you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Um. So, the last thing that we're going to be talking about is the main event, which is uh, SCU, which are the tag team champions of uh, Frankie. Frankie, Frankie can't talk right now. Frankie Kazarian and, uh, okay Scorpio Kazarian. Sky. yeah. Uh, versus, uh, Sammy Guevara and Jericho. And then Jack Hager is, uh, you know, coming out as the bodyguard and then Christopher Daniels come out later. Uh, this was a really, really good match. Um, even though Sammy was taking most of the bumps and, uh, Jericho came in and did, you know, what he, he needed to do and him versus uh Scorpio sky is really good. Um, Scorpio Sky gets the freaking pin on Jericho. He does it inside Krato. This upsets everything. And uh, as a tag team, that puts a loss on Jericho and Sammy Guevara while it gives SCU a, um, a leg up. But um, what I was not expecting was Scorpio Sky to get the win over Jericho. But someone on Twitter had mentioned that when Jericho won the championship, he said some words to Scorpio Sky about something. And then, you know, this is like retribution back, you know, before Scorpio Sky to get the pin over him. Obviously, you know, that means that Scorpio Sky is very good talent. He's very good in the ring and they believe in him. And then for Jericho to allow that pin to happen, that definitely means that Jericho believes in him too. Um, was I expecting oh, yes. huh?
1: Say oh I was I was agreeing with you. I was yeah. say, oh yes. Anytime if um Jericho is going to um believe okay.
0: in. Yeah, I can't believe. I we breaking up? Yeah, you were. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, that um, you know, Jericho believes highly in Scorpio Sky for to let Scorpio Sky get the victory pin in a inside cradle. Um, which was very interesting. Um, did I see that coming? No, I would have thought that you know, Sammy probably would have uh got the loss or. Yeah, that Sammy, like if if it was the other way around that Sammy would have taken the fall only because I don't see the championships uh changing hands that fast. Um, but for Jericho to get the pin, that says a lot, especially in storytelling. Um, that means that um if Scorpio Sky ever wanted to Scorpio Sky could be like, "Hey Jericho, I got that pin on you even though it was a tag team match. You know, I still got a one up on you and now I want to challenge you for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship." And that's where we're at. Um those are the little tiny storytelling techniques that AEW does better than WWE, which is more for like long-term um storytelling, which I definitely love that, but those little tiny victories are seeds planted. So that way um Six months down the line, you understand why two people are there at that particular moment in time.
1: True. Now, how will the El Champion um, handle his first defeat?
0: Um, I Fish mean, not at, on the line. I mean, I don't think uh, Jericho is going to lose any type of sleep over this because it is a. Tag team loss is not necessarily like a loss to him and his, uh, singles uh career, but um, it's not really going to set them back. Um, you know, Jericho just try to think of something creative to say and whatnot. Like he had a, the most surprised face in the world, which you know, um, anybody would have because nobody was thinking that. Um, so I don't think that he's going to lose any sleep over it
1: i don't think so he'll probably be like it doesn't count
0: probably right yeah probably (laughs) knowing him right he's gonna be like well you know i wasn't having a good day whatever you know i had too much a little bit of the bubbly you know whatever whatever he has much Um, of the bubbly all right so so that comes to the end of our podcast um I do want to thank everybody for donating. Again, we are live on DLive. Um, The reason why we are not uh, streaming this live on YouTube is because the last time I tried doing that, we restreamed. It was just a huge mess. Um, I haven't called a particular platform home yet, so do not worry about that. Uh, DLive is just a place that I know that people come and chat and we have friends there too as well. But uh, once we start getting situated and I start looking around for other stuff and try to find a home, you guys would know. Um, just know that this Sunday, it's going to be an impromptu uh, live stream. Uh, I won't necessarily be talking about uh, like wrestling shows, but I do want you guys understand what the square circle podcast means to me. And of course to um, our panelists and stuff like that. Um, our panelists can join if they, if they want to, they don't have to, but this is me showing you guys behind the scenes of like where you can listen to the square circle podcast, um, how you can uh, share stuff. You know, you don't always have to give a, don- a donation. Donations are welcome. They're not forced. And, you know, uh, look at our website and stuff like that. Um, just to understand who we are. That's so that's what I'm gonna be doing for you guys on Sundays. Impop to live stream, I'll tweet it out. Make sure you're following me at Marie underscore shadows um on Twitter. Um what else should I mention? Um Like I mentioned in the opening, we are on anchor.fm and then through anchor, it distributes our podcast to Spotify, to Apple, to um, other uh, platforms that are on there. We now just got castbox.fm, which you can listen to all six episodes, including this one as well. I will update our website so that you guys could listen to it on there. The sky's the limit. All we ask is a simple support. That's all it is. Uh, sharing is caring. Sharing is free. Um, we do this because we, are, we have a passion about professional wrestling. Um, it started because I got upset at the end of Hell in a Cell and just wanted to rant about it because in the history of Hell in a Cell, a gimmick pay-per-view, why would there ever be a stoppage to therefore be a DQ? Why?
1: There has never been Never been in the history of A Hell in a Cell match Before it was like a pay-per-view gimmick Name Where the opponent The bell to stop the match Because the other wrestler Was trying to Incapacitate The other wrestler That's never happened Until
0: 2019 So And this is why we're here. Um, So this is why we're here. um, But myself, Epic, and Gio, and Russ, we all enjoy wrestling as a whole no matter what. So we're not always going to focus on the negative of professional wrestling. We will talk about professional wrestling as a whole. And um, give the good, the bad, the ugly, and how things could be fixed, um, just because we wanna see this business business, uh, succeed and stuff like that. Um, On Sunday, I'll go into more detail about um, our plans for 2020 and beyond, because I am thoroughly enjoying this, and I hope you guys are definitely enjoying this. If you guys are enjoying this, just subscribe to our YouTube channel, make sure you have that bell notification on. Subscribe to the DLive channel, uh, because DLive does a very cool feature where we have a chest involved. So whatever donations you give during the stream, I will take 5% of those donations, put them in the chest. And at the end, the end, do not ask me to open it up in the middle of the stream. At the end of the stream, I will open up the, the chest rewards and you guys will have to press the button that says distribute rewards for you to get some donations back. And eventually, if you make enough um, currency on the DLive platform, you can get paid. So you can get paid being a fan of the Square Circle podcast. How cool is that? I'll go into more detail about that on Sunday, even though that's the gist of it. Um, You can also follow us on Anchor.fm. Like I was saying, we're on Spotify. We're on Apple. We are on um, CastBox.fm. All this will be in the description and stuff like that. But... Any support goes a long way. Um, I'm thinking big. um, I really want this to succeed. And with your support, it will succeed. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the crazy episode seven called AEW is like anime. Um, And I hope to see you guys in episode eight.
1: Hope you guys enjoyed the show.